think we'll figure it out then. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, we should we should be good. We should be good. Okay, so what's everyone to our first podcast episode? My name is Tom Martinez. I'm John Beltran. Yeah, so a little bit about ourselves and like what we're doing, why we're starting this off. So uh, we're both recent graduates from Arizona State University. I graduated with a degree in construction management. Uh, John graduated with a degree in civil engineering. I currently work as an estimator for a general contracting company. What about you, John? Uh, working as a civil designer for a land development firm. So yeah, so on this podcast, we're thinking of talking about mostly sports, um, mostly basketball, soccer, football, stuff we're knowledgeable with. Uh, we're trying to appeal to small market teams. And we'll talk about the big market teams too, but mostly small markets because on your ESPNs, your TNTs, it's always about the big market teams. And there's a lot of people that live on small markets and go for the small market teams. And not only that, we're trying to incorporate some popular culture subjects um we're trying to bring on people that work in different fields from us because i know a lot of young people especially some middle-aged people they don't know what they want to work in and we have a lot of experience even though at a young age we have a lot of contacts we know a lot of people that work in different fields that are actually really successful so we want to showcase that to the public as well um obviously right now we're not in the best conditions in terms of our recording in that but it'll get better once we get funded by showtime because they haven't sent us a check yet so they'll send it to us soon that's on nope. that's pending <laughs> it's pending hard on we're in contract negotiations no but yeah or if not we'll just stick to our own platforms um and this is just more from listening to other podcasters as well like jj reddick uh, he's a big podcaster i listen to and john listens to as well he recently started his own podcasting company because he didn't own the name of what he was producing. So he was always within the context of the ringer or not undisputed, but yeah, the ringer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was always within that contract. So he couldn't speak freely, trying to speak freely. So it'll be, it'll be good. We'll we'll have a lot of people on. Yep. It's going to be fun. Just going to talk our own, shit and you know just kind of go with it i'm just having a conversation between all our friends and yeah we'll see where it goes what are some of your sports of expertise john uh honestly pretty general i i feel like i watch every sport from like basketball mainly but football hockey baseball yep you know following arizona sports (laughs) yeah well that's another thing we're both live in arizona so we're we might be a little biased towards Arizona sports, but they're not too great right now. So there's really not much we could go about. Yeah, on the come up though. <laughs> John's right. No, but yeah. <laughs> so my, my areas personally are the NBA, basketball. I'm really into basketball and soccer. Um, Soccer is another big sport I'm into and I follow a uh, lot. I played four years of varsity soccer in high school. So I have some credibility in that sense. I know the law. MVP. <laughs> I was the be- voted best defender and I was in the state team and we did go to the state semifinal. So again, we're pretty credible. That's another thing that they don't like about reporters and and that talk about in the NBA, your skip babies. Not not to talk bad about them, obviously. They're great they're great reporters, but 
they're always knocking on them how Skip Bayless was a really bad basketball player. Like he averaged like 1.4 points per game. It's not the case on our side where we're actually pretty decent for the amateur level of a normal person. <laughs> of an average person. Of an average person, you know. So yeah, so for our first topic, we'll want to talk about the game for the that happened today in the NBA for the play-in that hasn't happened in 60 years between the Grizzlies and the Trailblazers. What do you think of the game, John? Um, I think result as expected. We knew Portland was going to win. I mean, Dane's been killing everyone trying to make it to the playoffs and keep the Suns away from it. But I feel like the Grizzlies put up more of a fight than I expected, especially since John Morant said, said uh, he had his hand fractured throughout like the last four games yeah just just to, like build on that John Morant his stat line was 35 points four rebounds eight assists on 46 percent shooting from the field so it's actually really good for having your hand broken and Damian Leonard was doing really good but and the clutch time CJ McCullough came big like Ooh. he had some big time threes that's true again <laughs> Go ahead. His back is also broken, so. I know. It's all these injured players, man. It's a secret. Yeah. What do you think of that playing tournament in, in general? Did you like it? Do you think it's here to stay? I, well, I don't even know what the future is for next season with this whole COVID thing, so maybe. Uh, I like the idea of the play though. I feel like a lot of teams stepped up that we didn't really expect, a.k.a. like the Suns. Okay, yeah. Of course. Everyone was sleeping, but I feel like it really makes uh, even the lower-seeded teams actually try to fight instead of just aiming to tank and find something in the draft. So, No, yeah, that's true. Um, Adam Silver was talking about that, like a 7-10 scenario. So the 7 and 8 seeds wouldn't have their spot assured for the playoffs. Uh, then the 9 and 10 seeds would also be involved in that. So, yeah, like you said, it gives the teams incentive not to tank. And with the new lottery standards they're having, they're going away from that even more. So that'll be something big, too, for teams like the Suns, the Timberwolves, actually, mm-hmm. that are kind of in the fridge in the Western Conference. And one, the Eastern Conference, it's always kind of like... Yeah, I think that's the problem with this idea, though. It's because, like, they used to even have a playoff game, like a play-in game. Like, the West is stacked, but the East is kind of lacking at least in the lower seeds, so. Um, yeah, and with your teams like the Knicks and then the, the Hawks, which got Trey Young. But right. There was a big argument with them, but for the longest time of how he was just producing empty stats. You could say that about Trey Young right now. I mean, obviously, he's a great player, and he is not empty stats, but mm-hmm. it's just similar arguments that, that were going on. That you, you don't know if they're actually going to be good or not. I mean, they have some Clint Capella now, so very possible, but yeah. yeah. I like the plan. I think it's great. It gave us hope as Suns fans that they could have made the playoffs and they did everything they could. I'm not disappointed about that at all. Uh, they went 80 and 0. Um, how do you think that going 80 and 0 for the Suns, going more local now with the Suns, and there was a big topic? Do you think the 80 and 0 will have any effect on possible free agents who will be attracting this offseason? Oh, for sure. I feel like. Not even just the eight and zero, but like in general environment this season has changed completely from the last like four or five years, because everyone like from the coaching and like the players like Ubre bring that energy to the Suns. I feel like we've really made this a place that players want to come to. I mean, even Jason Tatum wanted to go here, 
like because of the because Arizona, you know, good weather, it's chill. So I feel like there's a lot of perks for players wanting to come here. So we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, and it's binding on that. I feel, I feel like, yeah, for sure. Like they didn't know they're building that culture as they already started. They're not a complete laughing stock, <laughs> laughing stock anymore in the sense of not winning games and Devin mm. Booker's an all a superstar now for sure. Uh, going, putting up thirty points per game, six assists, and these last eight games he's a superstar against good teams for the most part. Yeah. But yeah, adding on to that, um, yeah, like I said, we have a lot of connections, and a couple of my friends of mine are actually working on the renovations for the Phoenix Sun Stadium. Uh, with Talking State Resort, um, the, the company's Oakland Construction. We can openly say that. And yeah, they're they're making a lot of progress. It's going to be on time. And with the, the, with the late season, they're going to make sure everything's with the highest quality of standards. So it's going to be looking really nice. And then I also have friends working on the practice facility. That thing's state of the art, man. It's like the futuristic. They're going to have barbers and like chefs in there. So it's going to be really good. So, <laughs> so yeah, I feel like that will also help attract free agents. So with free agent talk, I mean, um, I don't know if there's uh, any players you would like to see on the Suns this upcoming free agency. Who are the free agents? Any big names? Any key role players? There's actually, uh, I'll start off with some of the ones I would like to see, but there's like no big names in a sense. Um, they're all a lot of role players. Um, some of the players I would like to see on the Suns, if possible, are like Fred Bradley. I think he'd be really good. He's going to be really pricey, though. But the Suns have some cap space after waving Tyler Johnson. And I definitely don't think they're going to opt into Frank Kaminsky's team option, which is opening up $5 million. Then Tyler Johnson's with 18 mil. So mm-hmm. they have a, a room to work with. We don't know what the cap space is going to be with this whole COVID thing and then not being able to have fans. So the cap space might be hit. But they might be working in the hypothetical sense that just gonna be normal they're gonna like create the illusion that it, nothing happened so mm-hmm. we'll see how that actually works out but some other players i would like to see on the suns possibly are like jeremy grant you're very familiar with Ooh, grant. of course man this is a beast hustles hard and you know reliable player i think that's something the suns need for sure and yeah with with the thought process behind jeremy grant is we've seen for a while that they're not going with your traditional power forward. They're going with more of the springy 3 and D guy at the four and three. So I feel like that would give another option off the bench. Mm-hmm. Or even starting to your Cam Johnson, your Mikhail Bridges, your Kelly base. So you add in Jeremy Grant, you have four, four wing players that you could possibly play in there. And then in terms of free agency, well, like I said, Fred Van Lee, Jeremy Grant, Corin Rogers is a free agent. <laughs> I don't know if he would come back. He would want to come back, but and for what price? But he's also going to be a restricted free agent. I think the Miami Heat have the bird rights for him, which is just they can match any salary. So we'll see how that goes. I think he, I think he likes the Heat. Who doesn't like being in Miami? Right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I don't know if the Suns would go for him though, uh, especially since we have Rubio, and then depending on how campaign is gonna actually play next season i don't know if he just balled out for the bubble but are, are you aboard be, the cam train i have to be i have to be man hustles <laughs> does hustle i'm just a little bit afraid of like how sustainable that is um it was eight games and he was trying out there like he was going all out he wanted to stay in the nba because he was out in the nba for a while he was in china 
if he was playing in the G League or developmental league. Mm. I don't know what. Yeah, it's still the G League. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a it's a coin toss with the campaign, but I feel like he's kind of like Westbrook and like he's always just moving. Might not always be in the right direction. It might be a little sloppy, but I think that's what we want. We want some effort instead of just like letting teams dominate us and not, us not fighting back because especially in like in the bubble like there would be times where uh the opponent would just go on like streaks and then so like in the regular season we just kind of lay back and be like all right we lost this one but we fought back on every game for this so that's true that benching yeah. that really came in clutch in those last those eight games that was a thing they had a problem with during the regular season and campaign definitely changed that with Javon Carter, obviously. Mm-hmm. They definitely, they were caused. So, yeah, like, I just, I would like him if he can continue that same level. I mean, he was shooting 50% from three. So, again, I don't know how sustainable that is. I don't know either, man. But it's a steal. It's a steal. It is. It, we're only paying him this man $2 million. No one was going to get him, so. Yeah, absolutely not. Surprise, we're definitely gonna, <laughs> Definitely going to wave a... Elia Kobo, though. Um, oh, no, I, I don't know why we even had him. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do with Ty Jerome, though. He's, I still don't, rookie. I, I don't I don't like him. He's an athletic. He, he's he, slow, man. He, he's slow. He was supposed to be a good three-point shooter, but we haven't seen that. I mean, he was out of the rotation pretty much the whole year. Mm. He didn't go through training camp, so I guess that's kind of an excuse for him, if you want to call it that. But I don't know. I feel like general rule. People will play bad on the Suns, but once they get traded or they, we just get rid of them, they're going to ball out somewhere else and we'll be like, oh, man, we should have kept them. That's true. I mean, we're like De'Anthony De- Melton, Derek Jones Jr., and Daniel Howell. It's a lot of cases in that sense. Yeah. Even TJ so, Warren. But it's not like he was bad on the Suns. But. I'm, he was never on the field. Yeah. With all those concussions that I, I don't know where they came from, all those active injuries. Yeah, TJ Warren, like he, he was pulling out in the in the bubble. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, moving moving forward. Um, so yeah, those are some good free agents. Some could possibly target. Um, I also say they should keep Dario, just as a center, not as a power forward, as a center. <laughs> He's bird rights are only like five million dollars, so just pretty cheap, five to yeah. six mil. So Suns could afford to keep him at a low rate. It's just to see whether or not he would want to come off the bench because I think, like, I've heard a lot of other podcasts, the Timeline podcast, Phoenix Suns podcast, uh, Locked on Suns. They all think that Dario wants to be a starter somewhere in the league. But I don't know if he would want to be willing to come off the bench, six-man type of deal. He likes the weather here a lot. He's from Croatia. They have typically warm weather, so I feel like, Sounds kind of weird, but I feel like that really does influence his decision. So we'll see about Dario. What's what team would he go to though if he wanted to start? Every Maybe team we'll... does have a good powerful. I mean, like some teams that don't, like the Spurs, they don't really have anybody there. I mean, they have Lamarcus Aldridge, but who's their center? Jacob Pato. You're right. I don't even know. I know they yeah. have Dejounte Murray. <laughs> <laughs> point guard, yeah. No, and then the Spurs are going to blow up soon. Like They had a lot of young – they did really good in football, but I think a team like the Spurs would be a decent there from everyone else is solid at, in their front court. Mm. Oh, but yeah, that's, that's enough Enough of the Suns. <laughs> like, look, maybe we've heard a lot of them, a 
about them for ESPN. So, which is read off um, the teams that they released for the bubble, the first and second team. So for the first team, all bubbles for these eight games, it was Damian Lillard, Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, James Harden, T.J. Warren. Do you disagree with anyone? I mean, uh, Devin Booker, lock. Damian Lillard, lock. T.J. Warren, he played good in the games he played, but he didn't really play too much Mm -hmm. Like after that. Uh, Luca uh, put up incredible stats as expected, you know. Yeah. Uh, he's just not too clutch, but that's just the whole Mavs team. That's why they dropped a couple games and mm-hmm. say Harden, right? Yeah, Harden. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't agree with know. the Harden one. Harden one as well. And even yeah, I don't I don't know how I feel about the hard. I mean, he put up really good numbers. Um, yeah, and then he. Who else could have had that though? I'll read off the second team. Um, also, like I noticed that they didn't have like positions. It was just whoever they thought was the best players. So yeah. I, I like that. I think it's because they just <laughs> every guard just showed up. <laughs> like <laughs> you couldn't not put them all on first team. Mm-hmm. So for the second team, it was Johnny Santos Compo, Kawhi Leonard, Kristaps Porzingis, Karis LeVert, <laughs> killed the son, uh, and Michael Porter Jr. So I like the second team. Um, I don't know how I feel about Giannis. I mean, he put up really good numbers, don't get me wrong, but we'll only play like 15 minutes. Yeah, I think that's the problem with the these bubble teams is that a lot of the regular starters and like big stars, big names already like are resting because it's not even playoffs and there's like seeds are pretty much set if not like one or two positions. So it's kind of tough call because they're obviously going to do good, but yeah, they're not going to play. Yeah. Like there was no LeBron James, no Anthony Davis, no one. I mean, they, the Lakers did terrible during the bubble games. They had the one, the one seed lock-in, so they weren't really playing for much. Mm-hmm. Um, but some players I would have liked to see on second team, maybe not now, second team, or like people from the Raptors, they were still going hard. They went 7-1. Um, Kyle Lowry, Marcus Stoll. Marcus Stoll was really good on defense. Kyle Lowry, this man was taking charges in like game seven of the bubble. I don't even know who he was playing for anymore. They had two seed locked in. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like They've just been slept on all season, though. No one expected them to do well after Kawhi left. So I think it's just hard to get that recognition. But because there's not like one big star, mm-hmm. but their record shows like they're a great two, team. So the two seed locked in. Yeah. They mm-hmm. deep teams. They're all super athletic. Um, kind of, I don't want, I want to see the brand name of the Suns, but <laughs> I feel like the Suns should strive to be them. Yeah. Yeah. With like all that. the wing wing players they have, so no, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm seeing Jamar DeRozan. He should be on there. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so one of the players like Carmel that that received votings but didn't make the team. Paul George, eh. no. Jason Tatum started out off pretty bad, then got better. Mm. Mm. Jokic, yeah, could could have been on there too. John Moran. John he was terribly, but he came in clutch at the end. Yeah, I mean, especially after they lost uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. I feel like he had to step up. 
just have his role. So I feel like that's definitely props to him. He's a young star. He's going to lead Memphis for sure. It's going to be exciting to see them play. Handles broken the whole, pretty much the whole time. So that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of potential there. Yeah, I don't know how players do that. Like, they're just playing with their the hands broken. Their yeah, see, I understand, broken. like, maybe, like, during the game because, like, there's a lot of uh, adrenaline in there. And, like, you know, you're in it already. But, like, mm-hmm. to do it over a period of time, like, days, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, like, you're, like, resting, your hands broken, it hurts, and then you, like, get in the game. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, like, I can imagine that. You get fouled, and then it's, like, yeah, like you hit, like, where you're injured at, and it's, like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, Fred Van Lee's another player. Oh, another transitioning back a little bit to why I want Fred Van Lee on the Suns. When he has started, the Raptors have only lost like six games. And this is like out of like 90, so pretty significant. Sounds like an MVP to me. <laughs> Especially on the Suns, coming off the bench, I would like that. I mean, um, but yeah. Yeah. Who knows how contract is going to be. But yeah, moving moving on a little bit. Um, Just talk about the NBA in general. Well, I want to know what are your top five favorite players from the NBA currently? Are we going like one and then like I say one and then you pick one? How's this working? Just say your five. Um, just say my five? Yeah, just say your five. Any order. All right. So these aren't at all like the best players, but I feel like, especially this season, I feel like these are players I like to watching. And then I say Doncic. I love him. Wish the Suns picked him. Everything lined up for the Suns to pick him. We even picked up the coach just to pair up with him. And we didn't even do it. Uh, Chris Paul, leading the Thunder. Great mastermind, great player. Uh, Aiton, he's grown on me. I didn't want him. I didn't want him at all, but... (laughs) You know that even after he, <laughs> even after he he missed his COVID test. Oh, if he didn't make the game, I would I wouldn't pick him in my top five at all. <laughs> nah, but that three, that's clean. Uh that's three. My boy Karis. Really good. Carried my fantasy team. Let us down in the in the game against the Trailblazers, but it's fine. It, it was close though. It was close though. If he made that last shot. Ooh, my favorite player all time, just because he made the Suns get in. And then uh, recently made a comeback, Andre Robertson. He hasn't been playing, like, too great, but, like, before the actual games mattered, all those practice games, he just, like, made the three. It's just good to see him back, especially as being a more defensive player, not really making a lot of shots, but making an impact on the game. Lockdown mm-hmm. D. So, what about you? I remember you uh, on, on expanding in Andre Robertson a little bit. I remember you telling me that if you were to be in the NBA, you would be in Andre Robertson just defending the whole time and not being able to shoot, but you could just defend. And I feel like that would be all of us, like just all <laughs> us normal people. Like I feel like we could all try to defend, not at his level, obviously, but right. it's a good play to strive for. Because we don't have to try shooting. We just hustle. <laughs> exactly. I don't know all how good that is in the modern NBA, but... It, it works for him. <laughs> yep. True, true. So for mine, so I have two people from the Suns as well. Or, well, two people from the Suns. So we'll start off, obviously, Devin Booker, being a Phoenix Suns fan. He was the first player 
I've been, I recently started watching basketball like three years ago, to be honest. So it hasn't been very long. Um, one of the first games I saw of him was like a 70 point game. We were in freshman in college in 2017. So I saw 70 points. So I was like, yeah, this man is crazy. So big time scorer, cool dude all around. So that's why. Um, Kelly Oubre. I don't know if they're empty. <laughs> no, they're not empty. Anymore. I'm just lying. <laughs> uh, Kelly Oubre. Just cool dude as well. He dresses. I like his style of dressing. Pretty extravagant. Pretty crazy. I liked him even when he was with the Wizards. Um, I just like uh, when I first started liking him was when he had a fight with Kelly Olynyk when he was in the conference semifinals of the Eastern Conference against the when he was with the Celtics. So I started liking him then. I like players that are aggressive and like to fight. <laughs> so I started liking him then, and then. Another player I like is Jimmy Butler. It's pretty controversial. But I, like his, I like his work ethic. Um, I strive to have his work ethic. It's impossible. I don't know if his work ethic is real or he's just really good at marketing it. Yeah, it's but, just a meme. <laughs> Everyone just started <laughs> believing it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if it's true. This man apparently was working out at wakes up at 3 a.m. to work out and that he was balancing basketball rooms, basketball balls, basketball in his hotel room at 3 a.m. when they I were mean, in quarantine. I feel like, maybe not every night, but I feel like he could do that like a few nights. Like it wouldn't be too crazy. He just has a And they called, they called the police season. on him. He just called <laughs> the police on himself. <laughs> the man was wearing the jersey while he was doing that at 3 a.m. But again, cool dude, Stryfer's worth it, I think. Um, another player I really like is J.J. Redick. Mm. He's in a big one. I listen to his podcast a lot. He's also a really cool dude. Um, I like how he's not the most athletic player, but he's just really good at one thing, and he works hard at that thing and everything around it, which is three-point shot, obviously. But I like how active he is around the, the field. He moves around a lot. I feel like if I were to be anybody in the NBA, I would be like a J.J. Reddick type, just be a good three-point shooter and just run around. That's, that's my thing, just run around everywhere. Just got to work on that three-point shooting. Yeah, I'm shooting like 10% right now from the field, from the field, <laughs> so it, it'll get better. Grow a few inches too, and that'll help. Yeah, I just need to go flat. <laughs> Be 6'6 six, six or whatever size he is. And yeah, another player I really like as well is Luka Doncic, obviously. I was very disappointed the Suns didn't, didn't, didn't draft him. I liked him because he was in Real Madrid. He was the MVP of the EuroLeague at 18, whatever, every 18, 17. Um, I like how well cultured he is. He he's fluent in Spanish, as you know. I'm Hispanic, so that's just a plus. I'm like, oh, this man knows Spanish. Now he's learning English. Like, just an Im- <laughs> an immigrant and just so overall cool dude. Just, but yeah, that's my top five. Be a solid team. No, you say yeah. Mm-hmm. So. So we went on a little bit. Um, we're about, about to end here soon. Um, just want to talk about some notable games from not in the NBA. Um, I don't know if you saw the Coyotes today, John. Oh, I, I didn't watch the whole game, but I watched part of it, especially like the end. Uh, I don't remember. I think it was – I think the Coyotes were up 1-0 for the first period and then Colorado – uh, caught up in the second period, so it was 1-1. And then 
in the third, I think. Coyotes got back two one, and then, uh, and then they uh, Colorado with like the game almost ending. They had an empty net, so they had an extra player. Got was able to score another goal. So, yeah, it was a pretty close game overall. The Coyotes have been not doing too well in this playoff series, though. It's all their goalie, Darcy Kemper, really keeping them in. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if you look at, the, like, the number of shots they're taking, like, in the first game that they lost, they took, like, a total of, like, 14 shots or something, and then Colorado yeah. took, like, 38. So yeah. it's, like, it was a big difference. But They're off is that? They're off. I, I don't really watch too much of hockey, but I just know that their offense hasn't been there all season. And we're talking to one of our roommates, Jonah, and he also mentioned that as well. Yeah, it's all our goalie. And he was out for most of the season, or like half of it. So happy he's back. If we didn't have COVID, we probably wouldn't have stood a chance because he was still recovering. So One of the benefits of COVID as well. Silver lining. <laughs> one of the silver linings, yeah. And then another sports news. Um, the UEFA Champions League for soccer is, is complete. Uh, there are four teams left, and that made it to the semifinals. Um, a lot of surprises. Uh, Olympique de Lyon versus Manchester City. Olympique de Lyon won 3-1. That game could have gone either way, but it's crazy to see a French team beating a team from England that has spent over $950 million on buying players. It doesn't seem like a lot for NBA standards, but... For soccer, it's a lot because they don't have as much money. But, yeah, it's crazy to see how a team that with, like, a tenth of their salary cap had managed to go through. Another team that went through was PSG. And then Bayern Munich destroyed Barcelona 8-2. That's a crazy amount of goals, even for hockey or any other sport, 8-2 against one of the top teams in the past 20 years. It's insane. And then the, the last team that passed was... RP Red Bulls from Leipzig, Germany. I don't know how to say the name, but another surprise. I that team has only been around for like ten years. It's newly formed, but yeah, I'm excited to see who's gonna come up. I'm hate that these games are like Tuesday and Wednesdays during eleven when we're all at work. So I just be listening to them on the radio. <laughs> no, but yeah, I think that's a good place to end. We talked about what the podcast is gonna be went deep into the NBA. Of course, in the future, we're going to have better mics on my side, better lighting overall, more of a structure. But yeah, I think that's a good, good starting point. Um, we'll, become, we'll be putting up the video soon on YouTube and putting it on our Instagram. We're also going to have an Instagram. We don't know the name yet. We don't know the podcast name. And yeah, we can't put this up first... until we have a podcast name. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> What's the name of the first episode, though, John? Uh, that's all she wrote. In memory of the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> R.I.P. Playoff hopes. It was a good run. <laughs>